0: swear the way that we're talking about this we've never done a podcast episode before yeah what the hell i think the distance has made us distant (laughs) if i can be so coy the distance has made us distant yes and no no like just not as in sync in sync but just not as in sync in sync but on opposite sides of the world and on opposite time zones.
1: Yeah, as you guys are listening to this, it's currently 8 a.m. where Coraline is, Thailand time, 8 p.m. my time. And so I don't know, do you have a coffee? Because I have a calming tea so that I can go to bed once (laughs) this is (laughs) done.
0: No, I definitely have a coffee. And I also find that I wake up every morning extremely dehydrated, no no matter how much water I drank the night before. So I also have a gigantic water
1: welcome welcome to the gigantic water club folks well we are so excited to do this and we were just chatting yeah. before we hit play and Corlin literally said just just hit play because like what the hell are we talking about here because we're like well we should have a structure we should do this and I'm like should we I don't know so here the we only are
0: places I like structures are in the back end of my business
1: <laughs> oh I thought you were going somewhere else with that <laughs>
0: When oh, where did you think I was going? Well, it's
1: just like you start. The only way places I like structure are in the back end, and I'm happy you said business because, like,
0: uh, I, I don't what happened.
1: I just don't know what kind of podcast. So far I'm we don't here. have a... here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are new to the Design to Sell podcast, uh, welcome. I am the easily embarrassed one, and Chantal has no filter. <laughs> <laughs> will just leave it at that. But in full transparency, we don't do fancy intros. We won't do fancy outros. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to swear. We're probably going to have some shit jokes, some poop jokes, some inappropriate moments. And we're going to talk business and actual things that can help you grow and scale your business. So yeah. And these conversations are really like, yeah, it'll be
1: great for you guys. But in Full transparency because we love transparency around here. This is more for Coraline and myself to be able to connect on a more regular basis because as it stands right now, it's like, you know, we have to wait till the evenings and the mornings to talk to each other. And it's like, okay, so yeah, this happened today and I did this and I did this. Okay. And can you get this done? And can you get that done? Cool. uh Do you need anything for me? No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to bed.
0: <laughs> and the other person. <laughs> wait, I'm going to day. start my day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I've been trying to work like 7.00 AM to 11.00 AM because that's 7.00 PM to 11.00 PM your time. And then like 7.00 PM to 10.00 PM, which is 7.00 AM to 10.00 AM your time. So it's kind of weird. I'm like, I'm divided and you got to stay normal.
1: I mean, normal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Normal. And I, um, I, I did notice that because I saw you, uh, block out the times in the shared calendar. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? What are all these things at weird times for me? But then it made sense that they're not my time. They're your time. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, thing that's, at 7 because,
0: <laughs> that's because I started using this new AI uh, time management tool You guys will quickly learn that. I just love to try all the new things. And AI is like a super hot thing right now. A lot of people are using it to create a ton of content. We've been leveraging it for like blog outlines and stuff like that. Um, So I found one that manages your time and you put in the tasks. Guys, it's so cool. You put in the tasks that you need to get done. You put in your work hours. You put in like if you want to have any focus time. And then it takes those tasks based like groups them based on project or like outcome and, like, the amount of time you think it's going to take, and then it puts them on your calendar. So you just, like, check them off. Away you go.
1: So, see, I love Corlin about that for stuff like this because she'll be like, oh, I'm trying this product out, and I'll be like, okay, and I don't allow to, myself to get excited about anything until, like, at least a month into it. And then if yeah. it lasts longer than a month, then I know it's around here to stay, and then I'll get involved in it. But until then, I've learned through the two years of working with her that, like she might find another program like this in a month from now that she likes better because she's so obsessed with this AI thing. So I don't get involved with any of it until they've lasted for longer than a month. Then I get involved.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, like, I think a lot of business owners can relate to that though. Like, especially in those early phases of your business, there are so many shiny tools Mm -hmm. that like come out all the time. Like I remember last year, the big shiny tools were like this annoying sorry if anybody uses this platform but I tested it and it was trash um this paper bell platform and then everyone was using that other one which like that Podia one um and y'all they try to be all in one tools but kajabi will forever have my heart always
1: I think the thing to note about kajabi too and this is uh, This is honestly the thing. Some people get hung up on the price or this or that, or it doesn't have some or all of the features. First of all, you're never going to find everything you want out of like one app. Like, no, it's just not going to happen. They can try to be as well-rounded as possible, but you're never going to find everything. Like, that's one thing you're just going to have to learn. And so it's like, what, like what's most important to me, but what people don't realize is like Kajabi has been around for like 10 years. And so plus. Yeah, their infrastructures on the back end and their team and in terms of developments and stuff like that is so much bigger than these other startup companies who look like they have all the bells and whistles. But once you get in the back end of it, it's not user friendly. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It ends up taking you more time. And then you guys end up back in Kajabi anyways.
0: Yeah, you end up moving like a year later or six months down the road. You're like, oh, Corlin. I got this thing because it's cheaper, and I'm like, but is it cheaper because it's costing you time? And your time, especially in those early phases of your business, are money. And like, we're trying to get out of that habit. So like, spend the money on the tool that freaking works, people. Please, the love yeah. of all things.
1: Totally. I lucked out with Kajabi because like when they first launched back in the day, they launched this crazy promotion, and I bought in for it. And this was like probably eight years ago, and so yeah, I bonders. got thing, right? Yeah. So I got like the two, like whatever it is for the middle plan times two. So I had two websites to everything. And then before they added access, I found a loophole, sorry, Kajabi, but this was a loophole back in the day where you were just like, is there, I really want to start another website. Like, is there any way that you can like, can I have another website? And they would just grant you another one. So I currently have... <laughs> three website accounts three platforms with one kajabi sign up that i'm paying just the regular monthly fee for it's a crazy stupid deal and i don't even
0: use them anymore but you know i'll never get rid of it yeah for anyone who's like i think the majority of our community obviously knows the importance of kajabi or a platform like kajabi there's so many out there guys there's Javi, there's ConvertKit, there's Squarespace, there's Wix, there's what's that drag and drop website template one, show it, which I was using for a while. There's uh, Kartra, which we tried. If you're wondering like, how do these all fit? They're the back end of your business. So your business has three parts. You have the front end, that's your marketing and your sales. It's like the piece, piece that your clients see the majority of the time you got your back end. That's where you host your courses. That's where you host your website. That's where your email list is stored. That's where you send your emails from. That's where you, uh, in our case, we leverage our podcast. And then you have your automation. Your automations connect the two. So the automations talk, take the front end and connect it to the back end. Um, And I always give this analogy of like a restaurant, right? So if you think about a restaurant in and of itself, you have the front of the house. That's where the clients sit. That's like that's where they, you know, they cut, they walk by the windows and they see that there's curb appeal. They go in. They don't. That's your marketing. at the front end of your business. Then you have the back end of the of the restaurant. That's the kitchen. That's where the magic happens. Without the back end of the business of the restaurant, the clients on the front end would never get the food, right? They would never actually get good quality food. You need that back end. So that's your Kajabi, that's your Kartra, that's your Squarespace. And then in a restaurant, we have staff. We have wait staff, right? We have Uh, service industry people, and they connect the kitchen to the front of the house. So they go to the front of the house, they take the order from the client, they bring it back to the kitchen, the kitchen does what it needs to do, and then the kitchen spits out a meal and brings it back to the front of the house. And what I love about Kajabi is that it handles all three sides of that, whereas if you're not using an all-in-one platform, then you'll have different things running your front end, your back end, and your automations. Like Zapier is strictly an automations tool, so it's strictly like a server tool. Um, and if all of those things are on different platforms and they don't talk as much and, or they don't talk as easily. So you'll spend a lot of time as a business owner trying to get those things to talk to each other seamlessly. Um, and your clients on the front end will have a, um, like a non-cohesive experience, right? So they'll land on your landing page and it's going to look one way and then they'll get your email and it looks like it's a different way. It's got different thoughts, different colors, and that in and of itself, um, the word that's coming to my brain is like cognitive dissonance, but it's like brand dissonance. It's like your brand looks different across different places. And so automatically there's this lack of trust that's created because of the, the disconnect on the different platforms. And so when you're in the early phases of your business, just buy the thing that looks good and consistent everywhere. Your clients will thank you later and you'll thank us later too.
1: <laughs> you'll thank yourself later too. Yeah. So yeah. Well, let's start off with the celebration. We just got off on a tangent. That's what you can expect from us uh, throughout this podcast series.
0: (laughs) Um, I guess we did, didn't we? We did.
1: (laughs) Let's start off with the celebration. What do you want to celebrate? I feel like you have a lot to celebrate.
0: Are we talking personal celebrations or business celebrations? Who cares? It's all the same shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm celebrating waking up the other day to... Guys, the money stories that I have are insane. We can talk about that another day. But I'm celebrating practically waking up the other day in this beautiful place with this beautiful view and opening my phone and seeing a $12,000 cash notification from Kajabi. Now, the reality is that Shantel was working during the day and made that happen. But on my side of the world, it felt like I woke up to 12K cash in my (laughs) bank account. (laughs) That's what I'm celebrating.
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel like you need to celebrate more. Like you're in Thailand right now. This has been a dream of yours for so long. You've worked so fucking hard to get to this place. Like, I feel like you're selling yourself short with that celebration.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I snatched my body in like two months, which I'm like super proud of. I like, I ate more food. I worked out less and I feel like really confident in my body which i haven't felt in a really long time so i can definitely celebrate that this view i mean guys i don't i wish you could see it um i feel like i'm on top of thailand i don't know how else to describe it there's a there's a dragonfly floating on top of my infinity pool right now and it's just like it's mirrored in like three different pools that i can see which is insane um yeah, I don't know. The food is delicious here. There's a lot to celebrate. I have an incredible team. We just hired two new people. Um, I have Chantal, obviously that that's a celebration. There's so much to celebrate. It's kind of hard to pick one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have so many great things going on in your life. I mean, I just want to celebrate you because I've been, you know, we've been very close over the last few years and you've been talking about this since I've known you and, you know, as you're building a business, I think there's always this thing where it's like, Oh, I want to live the life. I want to live the dream. This is what it looks like. But you don't realize like the person you need to evolve into to be those things. Like Corlin had to let go of her apartment. She had to put everything in storage. She's tearing up as I'm saying all these things, but I hope like you're receiving it you know, she had to loosen a little bit of control when it comes to business things, because she's not in this time zone. She's had to trust. A lot of control. (laughs) Yeah. She's had to trust in herself, in her partner, in everything. Right. Like, um, I think it's so easy to be able to maybe look at her feed right now and her Instagram and see all these amazing things, but nobody sees the hard work that she had to put into, uh, to get here. And you're going to make me tear up if you keep that going, but yeah, I'm like, so proud of you. And I'm, I'm celebrating you. Like, it's been awesome to see you
0: do it and live it. And I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I received that. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, it's so hard because, you know, there, there's been there's been so many challenges to get here, you mm-hmm. know, just like so many insane challenges that we've had to go through, um, that we've had to go through, not just me, like you've been there every step of the way in order to make this possible. And I just, I don't even know if it's sunk in yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So, well, you're there for anyways. another five months. So I think you're good. It'll sink in eventually. Yeah, Time
0: is flying. Time is literally flying. What are you celebrating?
1: Oh, I feel like a lot and not a lot of the same. Here's what I'm celebrating from a personal aspect. My fricking renovations are done. You see this door? Ghetto No no more
0: in the door. Get No No (laughs) more.
1: The handle. The handle does not have to go upwards anymore for you to be able to get into the room. So we've been doing renovations in the house for probably six months now. And my uncle graciously was like, wanted to do it for us. So he, and obviously, you know, we're not paying him or whatever. It was our wedding present. And so he would come on his weekends and this and that. And so the jobs aren't getting done as fast as if we were to hire someone, but it was nice to spend time (laughs) with him. And he did a lot more than just, you know, he'd be here and he'd see something else and he would do it. So I'm celebrating that this is finally freaking done. I, Scott looked at this a video. I was showing him a video. I was laughing. Something happened and I was showing him one of our videos and he said, oh my God, that door looks awful. And I'm like, I know, but we've had the door to replace in the garage for months and months Too, what happened was my sister Kate was here one night she was a little drunkies and went to go close the door and her hand went right through it she's like oh god <laughs> and the door handle is like broken you had to go upwards to
0: turn it up anyways it's just a shit show. So on she's a, a, she's a level, petite what she's a petite person too like you wouldn't think that she has like the grit to go through. Her, yeah, I want to know? see people. like she's such a small lady.
1: yeah, well don't let us little things fool you. We got a little bit of power behind that. but celebrating oh, that a from, a personal, yeah, <laughs> from a personal note. and then I love it. business note. um, I'm really proud of us. We've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of work in the back end of our business in the last few months and one thing that people don't share or don't talk about a lot is like when you're in a building phase in your business it's a lot and we decided not only to just be in a building phase in terms of like growing our business but also recreating a whole freaking program so like that's cool at the same time so i'm really proud of us because we've decided to hire team members legit team members not just contractors to come in and do this and we've been doing a lot of work in the back end to not only educate ourselves to be better leaders, but set up systems, set up processes, actually train the people, test out our systems and processes. Um, so I'm really proud because it's I've seen the end of it a little bit, so I'm
0: excited. I feel like you're selling yourself short a little bit there, Son-Chan. Why? Well, first of all, you use the word we, and I want to preface this by saying that Chantal single-handedly interviewed four people on group interviews, did four singular interviews with those people, narrowed down our pool of people, hired that person, onboarded that person, and set up all the backend systems to make sure that they can do their job right. So when she says we, what she really meant in this situation was I, and she was being very kind. <laughs> um she did, she did a lot of this while also taking over the design to scale group coaching calls. She <laughs> like shall I go on? She does all of our sales calls now. Um so <laughs>
1: You know what though? I think in fairness, I love you, but <laughs> I love you too. No, it's a wee effort. Like you were there. Like I had to do a bit of the heavy lifting, which is fine because I think there's, you know, we, there's some stuff that I do absolutely nothing of and you crank out all the time. So I say we, because like we are regardless of, it just evens out. But I mean, Corlin did feel this, say I felt it. I think I'm still a little possibly burnt out from that week, but I know this happened to Corlin when I went to Greece. I went to Greece and all of a sudden so the calendar true. was booked full of calls. You're taking on all the support calls. You're the person who's in charge of like all the one-on-ones and the clients and yeah the week she left was the week I had to do all the interviews was the week that I had to do the onboarding was the week that I had to set all the systems up. We onboarded three new clients that week. We had, I was on calls for like 10, 12 hours, sometimes back to back. And uh, yeah, I think I'm still like, Oh <laughs> my like, yeah,
0: yeah, those week, those week, those weeks though, like they really, And I think everyone listening has had a week like that, where it's just like, everything hits at once. And when you're in those weeks, there's nothing you can do about it, but move through it. Right? Like there's literally absolutely nothing you can do about it, but move through it. But when that week ends, okay, and this is for anybody, you guys are going to have one of these weeks. So get through the damn week. But when that week ends, your job as a business owner is to be like, how can I make sure but that never happens again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, out of both of those weeks, right. So many systems came into our business for those weeks because we were like unsustainable. That is unsustainable. And that's what we mean when we say like people want their businesses to blow up overnight, but that's actually one of the most detrimental things I think that you can have in your business or that like you will experience in your business because it's unsustainable. And oftentimes you don't have the systems in place in order to actually maintain that that blow up or that virality that happens in your business. Does that mean we don't want it? Absolutely not. We definitely want it and you will figure it out, right? Like if your business blows up overnight, you have a TikTok go viral, you have a real go viral, someone shouts you out on a podcast like James Webmore manifestation by someone with a massive audience, you know, shouts you out or like does whatever, you will, you will figure it out, but you will quickly realize that like you're grateful. And you're also like, I need a break after this. Like yeah, I need, I'm I need some time and space. Exhausted. Yeah.
1: And I yeah. think like yeah. what people don't realize is I would much rather have only five people and then be super happy. And like, I'm yes. serving them to the fullest, than have my bank account, like, overflowing but me not being able to serve my people properly and not giving them the experience that they deserve or desire that I would like to give them because at the end of the day people are gonna like talk regardless and I'd rather people talking about how amazing of an experience they had with me blah 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 than me being like I can't this isn't sustainable like I can't serve these people all at once which yeah,
0: is and yeah, I agree. And I don't want people to take on this idea of like, oh, like if you know if my business blows up, then people are going to get shitty service. No, 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 that's not the case. But Chantal had mentioned earlier, like, um, you know, you have these building phases, and then you have these growth phases, and we have a bunch of clients actually in the, in the building phase. And it's such an interesting thing to navigate because when you're in the building phase, it honestly feels like you're doing so (laughs) some of you guys are going to be like, wow, I'm there. You need to get support, um, money and momentum. If you're making under 5k design to scale, if you're making over 5k, but you're, you're going to be in this place where you're like, I'm doing so much work. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm showing up every day and I'm doing the things and I'm doing the things and I'm doing the things and I'm building systems and I'm putting this in place. And the money has slowed or stopped or gone back down to like, um, oftentimes this happens after people have like their highest cash month. It's like the next month it it goes back down to like their baseline or like their usual. And when you are in that place, you have to understand that what you're doing the work that you're putting in is so that the next time you hit that high income month, you don't feel it. It's normal. It feels normal because you have systems in place. You have, you have strategies in place that are going to support the weight of that higher cash month. And it's going to normalize it for you. And so you're going to go through these phases and the whole, the whole thing with being an entrepreneur is not to freak the fuck out in those phases and not either one, either extreme. Yeah, and not to be like, oh, I gotta change everything. This is the most important thing I think I can say. is like, in uh, in my past businesses, when the slow would come, when the slowdown would come, and it always comes, guys, there's always a period where like it slows down even a little bit, right? So we were consistently doing like 30 to $40,000 a month. And then we had a couple months there where we were doing like, what, like 12 to 18 cash. Yes. And that felt really slow to us. That sounds sad to say that that's slow. Um, and we're not ungrateful for that at all, but that, that felt really slow to us because we have expenses and we have teammates and like, we have things that we need to, we have to maintain a certain amount of cash to keep this business floating um, and to maintain like an actual profit margin as well. So Chantal and I can pay ourselves. And so the thing that happens is most people see that slow down and they see that space and that they think, oh, I need to do something differently. I need to change the strategy. I need to add a new product. I, and you don't. You need to stop and you need to put systems in place to maintain that higher cash month that you already have. So, if you've had a super high cash month and then it dips and then it drops, your job is not to fuck it up. Your job is not to add new things. Your job is not to change everything like I so often try to do. And Chantal can attest to that. Your job is to just be in that space and to systemize what you already know so that you can maintain that high cash month with consistency without feeling it. And it's, um, it's one of the hardest things that you will do. Yeah. And,
1: and on the opposite spectrum of this, if you are just starting out and you're feeling like you're putting in a lot of work, oh, but yeah. you know, you're putting in a lot Welcome. of content, you're sending out emails, you're trying to grow your list, whatever it may be that you're doing. And you're like, it's not catching, like it's not catching. What you need to realize is like, what you're doing is going to compound in the future. And yeah. You know, there's this saying that, like, the day you plant the seed is not the day that you cultivate the fruit. And it's so true. I think we, you know, we've gotten really used to this life of instant gratification, instant turnaround, instant everything. And so we think that that one post that we created should be the thing that sells like hotcakes, that that one thing that we do should bring in 30 people. And I'm here to tell you, like, never the one. It's never the one that you expect, first of all. never the one that you expect. I put out a bomb ass (laughs) reel today. And I thought for sure that one was going to take off. Doesn't, but the reality is, is like, you got to realize that like over time is what makes a difference, right? Like what you're doing today is going to make a difference two months from now, three months from now. Right. And that's when you get to cultivate. So like you know, the people that are starting to follow you now and are interested or might just be creeping and not engaging and all that stuff. Like there's going to be a time where then it's going to hit and it's ready for them to invest and it's ready for them to say whatever. And you're going to get those people that are like, I've been watching you for a really long time. You know, it's just, it's time, please like, let's do this. Right. And so I need you to know that not, none of your efforts are ever wasted, even if you're not seeing the instant, Uh, return for it. And I think Coraline is feeling a little bit of that with the first time of us running Facebook ads right now. Um.
0: (laughs) You know what it is, is like before I ever started my business, like when I was uh, working as a social media strategist, I ran ads all the time for companies. And I think I'm just a little traumatized from it. (laughs) That was my job. I used to manage the ads of like 11 different businesses all at the same time. And I just yeah guys we've we've built our business we've taken our business really far without ads like if you're listening to this you're just starting out I can guarantee you and I can promise you that ads are not the answer and I don't want anyone listening to this who's made like less than half a million be like oh I need to throw ads at this problem and I need to throw money at this problem because I guarantee you that it is not the answer because if your offers if your stuff is not selling organically and then you go and throw ads at it it's not going to make a difference the more people isn't the problem Um, it's not the solution i should say especially if like you have a small community right now and they're engaged and they know you and they're not buying more people is not the solution to the problem that you're facing the solution to the problem that you're facing is getting better at marketing yourself getting better at selling yourself and building those skills and building your confidence of like yes i can help these people yes i'm certain that i can do this yes, I'm really freaking good at what I do. Um, Ads are not the answer. No, they're not.
1: And guys, this only comes because like the reason we're finally doing this is twofold. One, because we are set up to bring in, we have a, we have a huge vision for 2023. We're setting that up right now as is, but now we have the systems and infrastructures that if we want to onboard 20, 30, 40, 50 people onto our high ticket program a month into design to scale. We are set up to be able to do it, but also we have a proven offer. We've been testing out this offer, how to Mm. sell it, how to position it, who to position it to, who to sell it to for two years. I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many variations of pitches, (laughs) of descriptions, webinars, webinars, free trainings, um, (laughs) language, uh, you know, sales, sales flows that we have tried and tested in those two years. And it's within those two years now that we're finally at a place where like, you know what, like pretty close to being as refined as it's going to be. Now it's just going to be minor tweaks. It's not big, like, let's, okay, let's do this and test this out. Let's do this and test this out. It's like, okay, we've tested pretty much from A to Z here of what, what we can do with this. We've kind of gotten the formula. We might just like switch it up a little bit here and there. And so now we're at a place where we're comfortable, where it's like, we're not going to, we're not burning money with ads, hoping and praying that it's going to make us more money. We're now prepared to be able to, you know, deliver these services to people because we have all the right infrastructures in place. And that's a really scary slash
0: exciting thing place to be at in yeah something scary <laughs> yeah that's obviously I'm exciting but I don't I don't think people realize just like how terrifying this process is the majority of the time like even just doing new things every single day like you'll have to do the new thing the hard thing the challenging thing every single day of your business I don't think enough people are talking about it you know, I'm guilty of this as well. I post a lot of like, oh, I'm on the beach today. And oh, I'm like doing yoga on the street balcony. And it's like, yeah, you also just saw me like push through my serious fear of being rejected and put out. Oh, there's a creepy fly. Guys, the bugs <laughs> here are unlike anything I've ever seen. Unlike anything I've ever seen. My greatest fear right now is that I will wake up to a gecko on my foot. Do you guys remember Parent Trap? And... <laughs> Did you watch that movie, Chantal? <laughs> Parent Trap? Yeah. And like, right, there's like the gecko and she's yeah. like, I think it's like when she has a face mask on or something, She like oh. that gecko on her face. I was sitting on the couch the other night with my partner and I looked over and on the arm of the couch was just like a gecko like oh chilling beside me. And I was like, <laughs> like, freak the F <laughs> out. Turns out they're pretty chill. If you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. But my greatest fear is there's like big sliding glass doors upstairs as well that open up into both the bedrooms. And I refuse to open them because there's geckos up there on the roof and I'm just not willing to sleep with a gecko. Um,
1: You know what? Every new place we went to had a gecko on the wall. It's good luck.
0: Is it? Oh, Mm -hmm. they're all over the dang place here. Geckos and dragonflies and butterflies actually. Um, my partner was working yesterday and he (laughs) tells laughing because he's noticing I almost said his name um he's a very private person guys so even just saying I have a partner is a lot to say on here um but we were working out here on the little table and a butterfly just came and sat on his laptop while he worked for like Uh a solid hour it was super cute um anyways Yeah. I mean, no one tells you that like, okay, I I recorded eight TikToks before I jumped on this podcast, but like, I have a serious fear of being rejected and judged still even like four years into this. So the thought of just like putting out these random thoughts on a platform like TikTok or a platform like Instagram, like it still trips me up every day. still freaks me out. Right. It's like, there's so many little things.
1: I think it's so hard too. And I don't know what your takes are on this. And I definitely was not intending on talking about this, but I just see a really shitty trend, like in this industry right now where there's like this divide of people hating on people. And then the moment someone voices something, the bandwagon start. And I find it really sad I actually find it really sad, whichever spectrum that you're on. Like I've like, we're in an industry where we're supposed to be like uplifting people and making people better. And like, that's what the coaching world is all about. When we're out here taking each other down a notch, I feel it's really sad. And like, listen, I may not agree with a lot of stuff that some people do or say, or how they run their business, but like I would never ever, A, it's none of my business, right? Like if they're happy with what they're doing and it works for them and they can put their head down at the end of the night and they're having a good sleep, like that's all that matters. Like, Hey, if you're happy living your life, not how I would do it, but that's me. But I would never, ever, ever gang up on someone like the mean girls that I'm seeing out there.
0: Yeah. Mean girl marketing is, Freaking wild these days. And I think Chantal is specifically talking about. I opened up Instagram the other day. And uh, if you're in our community, you know that I try not to consume content. I try to study content. I try to look at what's working. So, anyways, I open up Instagram and I'm served this post that a dear friend of mine um, shared and, you know, kind of endorsed. So I was like, oh, interesting. This is curious. had a catchy headline. Great hook. Good to study. Um, great hook. So I go and I look at it. And I was just like immediately, uh, I even hate saying that I get this, but like so triggered, like so grossed out. And this post was essentially like attacking every single strategy that I love to use, that Chantal and I love to use in our business and saying how it's like all these problems and stuff like that with the coaching industry. And for the first time in a really long time, I was like, dang, I actually let something on the internet like pull me out of my purpose but here's what I've come to like think about that people who are shit-talking the coaching industry have have been burned by this industry Mm -hmm. and I think that's their way of of dealing with it is to like instead of taking ownership (laughs) oh man we're gonna get in some shit here (laughs) but they've been burned in one way or another right they've like they've They've purchased something and it hasn't turned out how they planned, they spent a lot of money and they didn't get the results, you know? And there's so many reasons why people buy things and they don't get results. But I think at the end of the day, instead of taking serious responsibility for their part of the problem, instead they take to social media and they shit talk people who are doing their best to use strategies in a very, in a way that they feel good about And trying to tear them down. And it's just like. First of all. They don't deserve our time. And. Second of all. As Taylor Swift says. Karma is my boyfriend. So like it's fucking coming (laughs) back around for you. You know. Like, Karma is not a bitch in this situation. Karma is my best (laughs) god dang friend.
1: (laughs) Of course
0: Taylor (laughs) Swift. She's a Swifty. And she's coming. She's coming. She's coming for people, you know? And I, yeah, I mean, for me, it wasn't the post, like it wasn't the
1: post that bothered me because people have opinions about all that. It's, it's how people decide that, how to comment and to continue to endorse it, which makes me really sad. Um, Yeah. It makes me really sad. Like if you have Here's the thing, like if you have a specific problem with someone, my question is, before you're going to do this huge expose, have
0: you did you talk to, to that them. person? Like, <laughs> to them.
1: Have you talked to that person and have they actually done you wrong? Or are you just like, I don't know. It just bothers me that I feel like people are ganging up on people And regardless if it's right or wrong, and I'm saying that in quotations because I don't believe anything is right or wrong, like I believe in right for me and what's right for you and that's what should be good. Like as long as you're not doing anything that's unethical, right? Like you're stealing money or you're duping people. But it makes me sad because like we are in this industry and you who are listening to this are probably in this industry and we don't want to be giving it a bad rap so like we should be really corralling around each other and lifting each other up and having like more constructive conversations as opposed to just these bitch fests online because like an out someone who's like just a bystander who comes across a post like that is like whoa I was thinking of coaching but like this is really scary
0: yeah I think it's really important to understand that like you as an individual in this space as a coach as a mentor as a business owner like you you have to form your own opinions about this industry and you have to you have to have your own reasons for starting and your own reasons for doing what you're doing and your own reasons for marketing the way that you market and teaching the way that you teach and leading the way that you lead and that has to be enough and because at the end of the day everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion on what you should be doing. Everybody has an opinion on what you shouldn't be doing. Everybody has an opinion on like what you could be doing better. And at the end of the day, like you just have to know so deeply in your bones that like you love what you're doing and that has to be enough for you. Because mm-hmm. if if you're swayed by everybody else and that's where I'm, you know, I say that one of the best skills that you can learn in the early phases of your business is just confidence and like knowing who you are and what you stand for. Because if you don't know that, this I genuinely think that this world will eat you alive and it's eaten me alive more times than I care to admit. There was a whole period where I didn't show up on social media for like an entire year because this world ate me alive. It was brutal. It was brutal. But now I really don't give a fuck what people say about me. So yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah. I don't really give two fucks about much to be quite honest with you when it comes to that space My goal, listen, I've been one of those people who have been burnt in the past and I've also taken programs. Same. Yeah. Stellar. I've taken programs that were (laughs) shit. And you know, the things (laughs) that I had a problem with, I decided I wanted to change. And so I, and, and same with you, and we decided like, we don't want to change it by stomping on other people that's not how we want to do it we want to change it by being change makers by being leaders by showing up and by truly believing in what we have to offer and truly believing in our community and truly wanting to see the transformation right um in our community and so that's something that's always stuck in the back of my mind. Like if I struggle with, I don't know about you, but like, if I struggle with something, my goal isn't to tear the other person down. My goal is to like, Hey, how can I make this better for people?
0: Yeah. Right. And I like tell you,
1: Oh, sorry. No, you're That will attract more of the right people guys. And like, yeah, you can, you can have your bandwagon of people who want to pounce on things but I feel like that just creates a really negative kind of like really toxic environment and you get stuck in that sickness you know like just that
0: yeah that shit breeds yeah even man I made an investment this year that I oh yeah Corlin yeah.
1: asked me if I wanted she's like do you want to join this with me and I was like no
0: hard no I uh I did it anyways um I did it anyways but like you know I could have I could have gone and been like oh this was shit this person was shit and like she, she provided a shit service that's not the case though like she she gives great results to her clients and to her community there was a misalignment for me and at the end of the day like you have to come to terms with the fact that you're gonna buy things as a as a coach. You're gonna buy things as a creator, especially if you're a course creator, because you genuinely love courses, right? Like I love I love courses. I love the fact that we can learn from other people and other people who don't just have like degrees and are sitting in fancy universities and and college that people have deemed like worthy of teaching. Like I love that this industry is just like broken down the walls for us to learn from all different types of people. But what you have to understand is the wind bad, Chantal? Oh no, you're good. Okay. Um, but what you have to understand is like, even if you make an investment that you don't get a return on, you still learned what you don't want your business to look like.
1: Yeah. And that's a huge return on investment. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes knowing what you don't want is even more powerful than knowing what you do want. And so, you know, if you go into a course, and it doesn't feel good or, you know, you don't get the return or you don't like the way that it's run. Your job isn't to be like, Oh, courses suck. Your job is to be like, I'm gonna create a course that's different than this. And that's what we did with Design to Scale. I think we took a lot, of the, a lot of really great insights from experiences that we had that were really good. And we said, okay, I'm gonna, I love this. And I love this piece. And I love that piece from how this person did this or what we've seen happening over here. And we brought those in. But on the flip side, we were also like, i will never do this we will never do this to our people we will never allow this to happen we will set up systems that everybody feels seen and heard and not just a number and i think that's what made both design to scale and money and momentum the programs that they are today it's like it, it's both right like investments always give you something back always always give you something back
1: yeah uh a million percent. And I think a lot of times we invest in something and think like, this is going to make me so much money. And sometimes the investment guys isn't, mon- or the return on investment isn't monetary, right? It could be, who grew- yeah. And I think we downplay those things. Like, I think we go into there being like, you know what, I'm going to add an extra 10K in revenue a month. And although that may be great, <laughs> like this agency that we hired to help us set up our sales processes and this and that, we can see that down the road, it's really going to pay off, but like in terms of it adding extra in terms of the time that we've been working with them, it's not, it's added way more work, it's but not. it's also streamlined so much stuff that we know that it's going to keep giving on the months to come and on the years to come, right. Cause it's setting us up yeah. for something. And so I think we, we, once again, we're coming back to that instant gratification thing. Like, Oh, I hired you. I spent all this money. I expect all this money back ASAP.
0: Yeah, no, if you're starting a business because you want to make $10,000 tomorrow, like next month, and you're just getting started, like you need to adjust your fucking expectations because you need to be here for the long haul. And one of my like all time favorite quotes is um, James Clear in Atomic Habits. He says that people who create goals play to win, and people who create systems play to keep playing the goddamn game. And I just think that that is so unbelievably true. Like, if you're just here to make $10,000 a month quickly, you can 100% do that. And there are people who do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But like, if you commit to being here long term, like, t- you'll realize really quickly that $10,000 a month is like barely even a drop in a bucket. And it, it'll change the way that you if you're if you stick it out for the long haul, it'll completely change the way that you look at life. Right. And so you're not you're not finding just, you know, we don't start businesses just to find success in six months. And then we give up. It's like I think for a lot of people, this is like, it's, it's in your bones. Like you're meant to do this. You feel it. And it, it's a, it's a lifelong choice and commitment. (laughs) I don't think people say that because it's not sexy, but um, that's reality. He is the reality
1: folks. Okay. So we're creeping in. We're past our 45 minute mark. Shocker. Um, We like to talk (laughs) there wrapping up folks. There's one thing I wanted to finish it off with because like we talk about the people that are in our program a lot and our community and you know what we love what we don't love and why we are so protective of our community it's because I've never seen a community like this like never I've been in a lot of communities I've never seen Anything like this, like our community supports themselves. Like I have conversations with people, and they're like, Oh yeah, me so-and-so and so and so. I've been doing like a weekly mastermind for the last couple of months. And I'm like, What? Like, you know, just a really support one. not what yeah. you have to
0: pay for the way a yeah. mastermind was intended to
1: be. <laughs> yeah, just to help each other out and to like, you know, and and I love that so much. And so we will, we will always, always always protect that at all costs. Like that is our, that is always our driving force of anything we do. Like how will this, how will our community benefit from it? What, like, how will this make their lives better? How will this make their experience better? How will this make their transformation better? And I really think that that's one of the reasons why our programs are so successful and people are so active in them. And we get such a really high referral rate. It's not because people are referring us because they're like, oh, I get to make a dollar. People are referring us because they're like, you need Chantal and Coraline in this program in your life. It's truly life-changing, right? And so if you guys are struggling, I want to leave you with this. If you guys are struggling, right, with what the next step is, or you're just hitting a rut, or you feel like you're hitting a wall with anything. I want you to know is totally normal, but I want you to like lean into your community and serve the crap out of them. And I promise you, you will find clarity. You will find that spark again. You will re- be reminded why you are doing what you're doing because sometimes we're mm-hmm. so focused on the things that don't matter. Like I need to make an extra this, or I'm trying to make more money, or I'm trying to do this. And we forget about the things that we're so passionate about, which is transforming the lives of our communities. And so I think sometimes that's a gently reminder to allow you to tap back into those things um, that truly matter and that are truly important in your business and watch how things flourish for you.
0: Yeah. Well said. <laughs> Honestly. I wish I could add to it, but like I think I think people deeply underestimate the power of just being of service. You know, I think one of the reasons why both of our businesses took off as quickly as it did is because we just helped people every day. People would get in our DMs and they'd ask us questions that we probably could have charged them answers for. And we just answered it. We're just like, yep, this is how you do it. Someone's stuck with some tech thing. We'd be like, yep, this is how you do it. Here, let me just do it for you. Guys, that always comes back around the law of reciprocity. Like if you just go out there and you deeply serve people, even if it's for free for a little while, that's unpopular advice, but like, whatever, that's how I did it. Um, It always comes back around. And if you're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm not sure what that looks like. Money and momentum is where you want to be. If you're being of service and like, you're ready to hit that next level, you're ready to have those $10,000 plus months and you're wanting to do it in less time, you're wanting to help more people have a bigger impact design to scale, just message either Chantel or I on Instagram, money and momentum or Design to scale, and we'll kind of get you all the details you need. But uh, if this podcast episode was helpful for you, do us a solid and take screenshots sharing on your stories. Let us know your biggest takeaway. Maybe just jump into our DMs and let us know your takeaways. Uh, we love connecting with you guys. As Chantal said, the community is the most important thing. Um, and we would not be here without a community. So, uh, you're super important to us. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts after this episode.
1: Yeah. And if there's any topics you guys want us to riff on or whatever, none of this mean girl marketing bashing bullshit that's not what we're talking about but anything business related or you have any specific <laughs> like personal questions for me and Corlin, we're pretty open like we're happy to riff on it you know um, these Very are new conversations I think as the weeks go on we'll start kind of recapping like what's been working what's not been working what's coming up in our business just literally give you the behind the scenes
0: and we're excited for it so thanks for tuning in y'all bye adios amigos